We are going to give you our takes on the NBA restart so far. Odell Beckham Jr. says the NFL season should be canceled. We also talk about Antonio Brown and whether he will play in the NFL again. And if so, with which team? I look at as top two will be the Seattle Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers. I think that both teams, well, not both teams, Seattle in particular, they need a deep threat, right? And in every other team that you've mentioned that might be in that category, Tennessee Titans, San Francisco 49ers, they need a number one legit wide receiver. But if you're looking at a team that's trying to get over that hump and try to add that one piece to maybe get there, you look at Devontae Adams. He's been good for Aaron Rodgers in the past couple of years. But if you add Antonio Brown on the other side, that would revigorate Aaron Rodgers' career pretty much. And I, I would love to see Aaron Rodgers and Antonio Brown. You're tuned into the new channel sports podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome to another episode of the new channel sports podcast. I am your host. My name is Oweni. It is a pleasure to be here, and I hope that you enjoy the show. We have a great, great show in store for you. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please don't hesitate to subscribe. You can do that on our website. We're on all major platforms that podcasts are available. We're also on every Sunday morning on Afro Vibes Radio, 10 a.m. Check us out there as well. I have two of my co-hosts here with me. Chris is out at the moment, but he'll definitely be back. Low, what is the deal, yo? Man, it's low coming down. What's going on, though? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm wonderful, actually. Good deal. Good deal. I'm doing great, man. I just celebrated my 33rd birthday. Happy birthday, Monday. bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. <laughs> Feeling good, man. Got the That's why you look so tired. Down. Yeah, you know, there's a lot going on. <laughs> there's a lot going on this weekend, man. But uh, I'm, I'm feeling good, though. All Still right. recovering, but I'm feeling great. Good, 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 good. Sitting all the way across from me. God, I can't believe you. Every, every time. What? That cowboy gear, man. Every time this hurts my eyes. He's representing. He's <laughs> representing the way he's supposed to. Man. Oh, what's you. up, Trey? What's up, man? You doing good? I'm doing wonderful. Like I said, wonderfully. Man, that welcome. <laughs> that got me. That got me hyped today. We're on. We're on IG Live. Hey, yes, sir. That's what's up. Uh, thank y'all uh, for joining in. But we gotta give a shout out to Laker Nation, the Cowboy Nation. That's right. As we always do. You ready to do that yet? No, no, no. Not gonna happen. That's never gonna happen. What? That's not going to happen. You, eventually it will. Eventually no. it's going to have to. I can't. Why? I already have my Rockets and my, my Texans. You I, almost I don't, jumped over I don't anyway. Have, I don't have side pieces. You, like, almost, like you almost did. No, I almost did. Listen. But if, it didn't happen. If the Texans keep going about the way they're going, they might not have a team anymore. So you will, you will be forced to come and cheer for the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. homeboy. No. So if, do you don't accept, if you don't accept us as your side piece now, mm-hmm. no. we ain't giving it up later. I, I cannot right. do it. My, my main chick won't allow it. She doesn't roll out. Not gonna happen. Yo, man, she's about to walk out of town. <laughs> she gonna chuck up the deuces and be hot. So what we're gonna do right now is we are gonna talk about the NBA restart. Um, the basketball season has started in the bubble, and it's been wonderful to watch for me personally. I've enjoyed every single moment of it i did not know how much i missed basketball <laughs> until we started watching me restarting the bubble and i'm just i'm loving it they're, and they're out there they're out there playing 
basketball tray. Did you enjoy the game last night? Yeah, I did. You I did. did. You know, you know, I am a Damian Lillard fan, uh-huh. and I love the the competition between Dame and Russell Westbrook. I love it. The battle of the zeros. <laughs> I I love it. I do. You know, I'm a Rockets fan. They've already proven to me that they are. A legit basketball team, and I, we, me and you, Trey, we've been on the same. We, we're not always on the same page. <laughs> we're not, but yeah. we've been on the same we, page about the Portland Trailblazers for sure. Absolutely, and and the Rockets. I think the Rockets are scary, but I think their size is what's proving them wrong right now, uh, and and that's gonna hurt. You can't get out rebounded by twenty nine rebounds and and win like they did, you know, against the Bucks. It's just not gonna happen that often. Somehow, some way, they're they're finding a way to win games. You yeah. Know? So shout out to the Houston Rockets. Um, but you know, you have some low key teams out there like the Indian Pacers that are making big noise right now, man. So shout out to them as well. Yeah, this whole bubble thing has just been the experience itself has been better than I thought too. I mean, I never realized it. I mean, unless I'm just gonna be honest with you, unless you were watching the game and it was in the in Staples Center, were you really looking for the people in the stands? Like, no, o- only in Staples were you really looking to see the stars that were there, whether it was Mayweather or, or Nicholson or, or you know the Kardashians or Kanye or Chris Tucker. Like, all those people are at Lakers games. Will Ferrell. If it's other than that, they rarely pan into the same. You hear the crowd noise, but they've kind of pumped that in. But you never really, you never pay really pay attention to that. To that. Right. Yeah. So I don't want it to be like this forever because I do want to go to you know games in action too. But the NBA's got it right. Like they 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 got it right. That that one point five, or yeah, one point five no one hundred fifty million that they spent to make sure this happened. They 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 got it right. They got it absolutely right. And the only people that you're looking to see, they're on the monitor. I think I saw Paul Pierce. Attended one of the games. Mm-hmm. I think um, Chris Paul's son was there as well. So you have seen a couple of noticeable faces there in the little video stuff. But I mean, I've I've absolutely loved damn near every single game that I've watched. Yeah. And um, one thing I will say, as far as a take, is that you know we've always said that it's the Lakers and the Clippers, and then possibly everybody. the Bucks mm-hmm. and everybody else. I'm think I'm starting to change my thought on that. I think it is as wide open as it can ever be. Because based on what I've seen from the Rockets and we talked about the Portland Trailblazers and a couple other teams, I mean, if a team is hot during that series, they can upset anybody. Oh, absolutely. So I think it's a lot closer than we think. I do. I think even coming into this, we were going to be um, in for a treat no matter what. And we knew that the older teams would kind of start off a little bit sluggish and I don't know that we've really seen that as much. We thought the younger teams with the shooters would come out, but the teams that play defense are playing pretty well uh, or doing pretty well. And the teams that have people that can create their own shots are the teams that are going to excel. Um, When the Lakers come out and lay an egg against the Raptors, who no one's really talking about, people should be talking about because they've had they they're champions. I'll give Lowe some credit. He's mentioned the Raptors a couple of times. Look, you know, and and we talk about defense. You know, one of the things that I said previously was that, well, you know, offense is gonna struggle just because everyone's been off for so long. But teams are scoring a lot of points. Yeah. I mean, look at the Mavericks and Rockets game. That was 153 to what, 149? No defense. That, there was yeah, no defense zero, played absolutely, that game. Absolutely no defense at all. Um, so teams are not playing defense, but surprisingly, offense is not sputtering, sputtering at all. You know what it reminds me of? Because three point percent, I think the the Rockets have taken over 163 pointers in three games. Wow. Yeah, three games. Or, or How many games have they played? Three or four games? They played three games. Uh, yeah, three, three games. games. They've taken 100 and you know, 60-something three-pointers. Mm-hmm. But what's happening is it reminds me a lot of um, an all-star game 
Mm, like the the right. first three quarters are just like you know balls of the wall, right. like there's a bunch of sh- shooting and scoring, and then towards the end of the game it they gets really that. really close. Mm-hmm. And we've seen some lead changes in the final minute or two that you would normally never see in an NBA game. Like I don't know why, but I think well I, actually I do have a take on that. I think the reason that we're seeing that is because there is no home court advantage. There's no crowd. There's no pumping up. There's no home court calls. Uh, right. That you would normally get at home. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you're getting any of that. That's a what, very, very good point. Where the referees are like letting stuff go. Like, even the, the game winner that Devin Booker, that was a foul. Right. That should have been an and one. <laughs> they didn't call it. Mm-hmm. Right. right. But had he missed that shot, like, would the whistle, would they have called a foul? Because that was clearly an and one. And they didn't call it. But I think the referees are just like, they're letting some things go that they would not have normally mm-hmm. let go, or the crowd would have been on them, or the coaches would have been on them, or I think they would have been pumped up too much, or they would have been, you know, I wouldn't say afraid, but, in a, you know, in the Staples Center or here at Toyota Center, they would have made the call, whereas mm-hmm. in the bubble, they're letting it ride. Right, they're just right. letting it ride. I've seen some travels that. <laughs> oh my god, there was a Yantas Antetokounmpo was on the baseline. I swear he took four yeah. steps Easy. before he yeah. went for. I think I even know what you're talking. Oh yeah, about. yeah. They they're yeah. definitely that some of the travels go. I think I've seen Harden a couple of travel calls also. Well, don't say anything, Trey. I, I know you want to say something. <laughs> I know you want to say something, man. If you if you guys on Instagram Live don't know, um, Trey calls. James Harden Jimmy for some reason. I don't know Jimmy. why. He calls him Jimmy. That's his nickname, Jimmy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, anyway, NBA season has restarted. I want to say who are our most – which teams are most disappointed in and which teams are kind of surprised a little bit. As far as – I'll go first. As far as the team, that's not really a surprise for me. But the team that I look at as being a team that is really good – we talked about the Trailblazers. I don't know if you want to talk about them or not. But I'm definitely going to talk about, I, you know, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, um, Carmelo Anthony, especially Carmelo Anthony. If Carmelo Anthony can continue to produce the way he has been pr- producing in these last three games, mm-hmm. we've already alluded to it in past podcasts. They are going to be a team to be reckoned with. Now, of course, they're going to get the eighth seed or possibly get the eighth seed. That's as high as they can go. So they're looking at playing the Lakers. Do the Lakers have what it takes to really beat the Trailblazers in the first round, I think they still do, but the key to that series would be Carmelo Anthony and how he can play and if he can continue to hit big shots, which, you know, I think that he might be able to do so. I really do. So if, if then you add Zach Collins and, and, um, what's the guy's name? He'll lose you the power forward that this guy. Nurkic. Nurkic to that coming off of, you know, injury. And they're back in the lineup. Man, that Portland team is, is dangerous. And that's my team right now that not necessarily a surprise, but that's a team that has to be reckoned with going into the um the playoffs. Yeah, Port I mean, I've been telling people way before when they announced the teams that are coming back into the bubble, I've been saying it and it's been if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me say the Trailblazers are gonna make the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. I or they were gonna be very dangerous, and I do not want to play them as a Lakers fan, being a Lakers fan. So I'm curious to see how this is going to pan out. Um, the shooters, and they can score. And Nurkic, um, Collins, um, uh, Gary Trent Jr., who in the heck? Came out of nowhere. Yeah, just like, just, <laughs> out of just nowhere. Like, who is this guy? And he's just balling out of control. And so they're doing what they need to do to win basketball games. And, I mean, to be honest with you, with you know the Grizzlies losing their fifth straight game, um, we are in like anything can happen. Absolutely anything can happen. Um, right now, the the Trailblazers are one game out of the eight seed right now. 
Um, don't know if you know this, but uh, by uh, today, uh, the games that happen today, the Jazz are now half a game ahead of the Rockets. Mm. You know, for the fourth spot, doesn't really, I mean they play each other anyway, right? Um, and the way that they are, but the Rockets are literally a half a game. You know, and and Thunder beat the Lakers today. The Rockets are possibly move back to the sixth spot, mm. which is crazy. Um, which pushed them up against the Nuggets and having to play the Clippers in the you know the second round. But I mean, they're not they're they're creeping, man. They're creeping like it's just the, the parity in the NBA and the parity that this bubble's created has made it very very exciting. So whether you are a huge basketball fan or not. You got lucky if you're watching this right now because you don't normally. I don't think we know. We don't normally see this. We don't see this much action this quickly, right? Um, and we don't normally get to see so much because there's so many games televised right now. We're really getting. A, we're we've gotten a treat. Like this is a treat for us. This is huge, and I agree with you. This definitely is a treat. Um, but and I kind of mentioned this earlier, but you know, one of the teams that kind of surprised me right now. You can't you can't go without mentioning T.J. Warren and the Indiana uh, Pacers. But the Pacers, I think, are doing what they're supposed to. And they're beating bad to mediocre teams right now, right? Now, they've played uh, they played the 76ers. Depending on how they play, they can be a bad to mediocre team. They beat them. They beat Washington. Um, they also beat uh, Orlando. Now, T.J. Warren, I mean, he's just talking the town right now. 53 points in the opener, 32 points against Orlando, and 34 points against Washington. Now, they're 3-0 despite uh, – uh, DeMontis Sabonis being out as yeah. well. You know, Malcolm Brogdon is, is back. I think he played, he played against, uh, Orlando, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, you know, they're, 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 they're getting offense from everybody. Um, every game they've had at least four people score in, in, in double digits. Um, I think the game against Orlando, uh, they had six players score at least 12 points. Um, so, I mean, uh, they're taking care of business right now, but they still have to play, uh, the Heat twice. They have to play the Lakers and have to play the, the, the Suns and the Rockets. So let's see how far that, that goes. But I mean, at three and oh, right now, they, they're, they're playing lights out. Yeah. When you talk about teams that are, you know, making a good impression, I think you have another choice, but to talk about, you know, the Toronto Raptors, and it's hard to say that the NBA champions are making a good impression, but no, not many people expected them to be, you know, Three, five games back. They, they only lost 18 games and they lost arguably one of the best players, top two, top three players in the NBA right now that many people would take. Um, they're playing Siakam and Lowry, Kyle Lowry. Say what you want. And I know it's the regular season, but Kyle Lowry is, is absolutely balling. Um, but other than that, I mean, I've got to give a, you know, a shout out to Chris Paul and the Thunder Man. I don't know. I don't know how he didn't work in Houston. I think that. I'm just being honest. He with you. worked. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I know. Honestly, he did work. It was just that once the, I guess you want to say, the rivalry between the Golden State Warriors kind of died out. I think that's why they got him is to try to get past the Warriors. And when they couldn't do that, they were like, okay, we're going to get up on it. And then you know there was a so-called rift between him and James Harden as well. So that might have been a reason why he had to leave. But I, I like Chris Paul here as a Rocket. There I is no way. They had a point, I want to say a 0.2% chance of making the playoffs coming into the season. 0.2% um, chance of making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Not even a full percent. Um, maybe it was 2%. It was a small percentage to make the playoffs. And not only are they locked in uh, in the playoffs, there's really no way they cannot not make the play. They can't, they're can't. Uh, they in the playoffs. But they're dangerous. They are. I mean, they are going to be very, very dang- – what Chris Paul's been able to get out of uh, Gallinari. But, I mean, he's always been good mm-hmm. to me. But the way he's got Gallinari and Adams playing together, like, I don't understand. And they finally got a, a defender back in, in Roberson. I mean, 
they're, they're going to be good. I'm just telling you right now, they're going to be good. They're yeah. going to be really good. I, I mean, I agree. I, they could, people are going to sleep on them, but they could easily, easily make the Western Conference Finals. I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I think they can make the Western Conference Ma- Finals. If, it match- good. if the matchup's set up correctly for them, I definitely agree with you. But we've talked about this already. The parity right now is so close. Mm-hmm. We talk about your, your team, the Mavericks as well. Yes, who yes. You, say you it say, out loud. Loud and proud. I, I won't do all that, but uh, we talked about Christoph. <laughs> we talked about Christoph Porzingis and Luka Doncic as possibly being a top five duo in the league. And if they can do that and actually be that, then I could see them possibly making it to the Western Conference Finals as well. So, I mean, all these teams are really close together. Now, I want to take it away from the teams that we know they're they're doing good. All right, they have a the chance to advance in the playoffs. And I want to talk about some of these teams that have kind of been disappointing. When I look at a disappointment, I definitely look at the Memphis Grizzlies as being a disappointment right now. They're definitely they're still in that eighth seat, their eighth spot. But have they won a game yet? No. 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 They're 0-3. That's right. They've lost big time game. They lost to the Spurs. That was a big one. That's Trey has talked about San Antonio Spurs as being maybe a team that might sneak in there. And if they do, I don't know if they're going to do it. They're not going to beat the Lakers, though. No. I'll tell you that right now. No, but they not. sneak in, they sneak in. Um, but I look at Memphis and, and John Morant. I thought they were going to do a little bit more come into this bubble. Um, I'm, I'm kind of not necessarily disappointed, but maybe the stage this is weird saying this. Maybe the stage is just too big for them right now. Okay. Okay. I, I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I t- and I don't want to poo poo on your take. Oh, here we go. I, I, t- I, once, I get once it. Once a show. I get it. Once a show. You don't poo poo on me, bro. No. But let's, make, let's be real here. Mm-hmm. The NBA. Knew exactly what they were doing. Well, I was going to get to their team. Oh, okay. New Orleans Pelicans. No, no, no. Are definitely. Well, I'm not even going there okay, yet. Okay. I'm just saying the NBA knew what they were doing. Right. So let's talk about what they've had to do. The Grizzlies have had to play the Trailblazers, the Spurs, the Pelicans, and the Jazz. Right? But those, those are three of those teams, they knew that they had to put some separation between them if they want to go to the playoffs. And the games were really that close. Well, the Bla- the Blazers put up 140 on a defense. We've known Memphis for the longest time. Mm-hmm. You know, you go back to when they had Zebo. Like, yeah. they were, you they weren't going to put up 140. You no. weren't putting 140 no, points on no. Memphis. Not Absolutely not. Um, the Spurs put up 108 on them. The Pelicans put up 109. And the Jazz put up 124 against them uh, today. So, um they haven't had an easy schedule. In fact, they have one of the hardest schedules coming back into the bubble. True. And the crazy part is it just doesn't get any better. Uh, they've got the Thunder, who are up on by 13 on the Lakers right now, uh, the Raptors, the Celtics, and the Bucks. Mm. It's possible they'll go 0-8. <laughs> it's funny, no, but seriously, no. If but they seriously. go, no, they could. <laughs> but if they go 0-8 with everything that's at stake, I just – they gotta win some games, man. I, 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 that's just how. Who's so, gonna beat? But we're just talking about who's been the how most. How you gonna consumer. do that? <laughs> <laughs> we're just talking about who's been the most disappointed so far going. I can at. tell you who's been disappointed. I know New Orleans is up there for me as well. Also, really? Yeah, yeah. That's probably. Yeah, I think they've been kind of why, disappointed. How is, why is New Orleans? Did they start off Owen Owen two before they won this game against uh, Memphis? So I, I think that I'm looking at teams that are trying to push to get into the playoffs. Okay, all the teams. That are in there already, even you know the Rockets and the um, who who are they playing today? Um, I want to say it was uh, uh, Milwaukee. The Rockets were playing hard. Yep. 
I mean, they already have a playoff spot locked. It really doesn't really matter what position you're going to be in unless you're looking at matchups. So I don't really, you know, take that into account. But when I look at these teams that are outside looking in, I expect to see a little bit more effort going out there. They're, Zion Williams is not even playing full minutes. But that's, and, and that's not his fault, obviously. But I understand what you're saying. But the expectation for New Orleans really wasn't to make the playoffs. It's to play as many games as you can, as many as you, many as you can. To well, make the playoffs, well I'm, not, I'm not talking about when the season started. Right. right. But, but going, right now, into, going into the restart, the NBA set it up as if they want to see the Pelicans in the playoffs. No, but – Their schedule's not as hard as, as Memphis either. But even the expert – the quote-unquote experts said New Orleans did not make the playoffs. Right. I mean, like, they felt the NBA set it up to see Zion versus LeBron in the in the playoffs. But no one thought that they were going to be able to do it because of their continuity and because of the way that it was the way that it was going down. So I don't I, I don't know if they're as big as a surprise. I mean, disappointment to me. I'd mm-hmm. like to see them do better. I'm disappointed in the franchise and how they're handling Zion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's idiotic. Like that's just that's stupid to me. But when they did what they would do in a normal game situation and play them eight to ten minutes in the fourth quarter, they won. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow! Imagine that. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's exactly what happened. And I hate to do this, but the team that I'm shocked with the most, or disappointed in the most, because I like them. I mean, I like the or I like the owner. I like the team. Um, it's the Mavericks. Like I'm really disappointed in the Mavericks. I mean, you can't give up a, a hundred and fifty, you know, and expect expect to win basketball games. They did beat. I mean, they lost to the Suns, and the Suns are balling. Devin Booker. They should have beat the Rockets. Yeah, they they, should, they, they blew that. that. Yeah. And that and what's what was surprising is how they let that game get away. That game was over with. That rebound that Covenant made with the tip back, like that just blew my mind how they made that happen. They wound up beating the Kings, but they had to pull that one out in overtime. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we're looking at the Mavericks could easily be 0 and 3 right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they could be 3 and 0. I mean, like it just, yeah, they, 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 but they've got, they should have beat the Rockets. They lost by two to the Suns on a crazy ending, and then they beat the Mavericks in overtime. I mean, yeah. the Kings in overtime. Yeah, but those are all close games. Yeah, but you, but what I'm saying is that to get prepared for the playoffs and with Luca's dropping 30, 20, and 12. 12 yeah, yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. We're saying Luca lose games like that. Yeah. Right, but we're saying Luca and, and, and Porzingis play. Play well, right, right? But you, but you still have to win games. No, absolutely, and, and absolutely. In, but I think going into the playoffs, if you're going to, right now, you're sitting at what, like the seventh seed? Yeah, you're talking about they're, playing the Clippers in the first round. Absolutely, you got to win these games to position yourself to have a fighting chance to gain some chemistry. Because right now, they don't look like to me. It doesn't look like they have it. Yeah, no, I agree with you, and, and they're my disappointing team as well. Um, I mean, it, when you talk about some of the hype that they that they've had, you know, with the continuity and all of that, and all the playfulness that we're having inside the bubble, this, this is disappointing. You're exactly right. You know, they could easily, they should be, you know, three and zero right now. The Rockets had no business winning that game. Um, the Suns had no business running that game. They blew thirteen point leads in both games. Yeah, and this is where you start talking about the clutch moments. Mm-hmm. These are the teams. The teams that are winning right now, they're playing well in those clutch moments. The Mavericks right now, they're dead last in the NBA in the clutch moments. They're, uh, they're two and 10. Wow. And game, yeah, two and 10 in games decided, um, five, uh, by five points within the five minutes of regulation or overtime. They're two and 10. Mm. And actually make that two and, uh, and, and, and 12 right now uh, with the two losses, uh, against uh, the Rockets and, uh, the Phoenix Suns. So, uh, I mean, yeah, they're, they're super disappointing to me right now. Yeah, and say what you want to about um, you know the Lakers and LeBron and history and whatever. Oh, that doesn't mean nothing right now for them to go out and do the the Raptors beat the brakes off the Lakers. Like it, they lost by fifteen, but they could have easily lost by thirty five. Like it was not, it wasn't even close. They're struggling against 
the Thunder as we speak, and their schedule doesn't get. They have one of the hardest schedules in the league. So what they're going through right now, if the Lakers don't get it together, I mean, to me, they're a disappointment. I didn't expect. I'd expect them maybe lose a game, and the game I thought they'd lose, they won. Uh, so mm-hmm. the rest of these games are not going to be easy down the stretch. They have they play the Rockets on a back to back tomorrow. They've got the Pacers who are playing out of their mind. Uh, they got the Nuggets, and then they wind up with the Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think the Lake. I mean, I'm not excited. I'm not excited. We've been bringing in a team like Portland, who's kind of got like got it rolling. Mm-hmm. That scares me, man. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why I look me. at Portland as being a team that I mentioned as. A, a a team that's not such a surprise, but doing what they're, they need to do to get into that final spot. Mm-hmm. When you look at all the other teams, one through eight, even though the Mavericks have had disappointing moments, same thing with the Lakers, they already know they're in the playoffs. That's a problem, though. Yeah. Because I don't think you you don't have – it's like NBA, NFL teams resting players in week 17, 16 to 17. Mm-hmm. You go into the playoffs, you – I mean, and what, what are the playoff games, the playoff series? Are they best of five in the bubble? This would be all best of seven. All best of seven. Oh, Sorry, okay. all best of okay. seven. Um, and so if that's if that's what they're doing, like they don't have the t- they haven't had they've had four months off, mm-hmm. so they didn't have the time to build up the chemistry and stuff like that. And a lot of these players even knew, right? So I just don't see that being beneficial to teams like the Lakers. The Bucks, it's not. Mm-hmm. the Bucks saw it. The Bucks saw it. The the Nets beat the Bucks. Mm-hmm. The Suns beat the Clippers in the, the same Bucks could day. be a disappointing team as well. The Bucks very yeah very but much so. Even though you say that. Sometimes it's human nature. You already know you're in the playoffs. So you might play a certain way. But I'm just I'm just saying why I have Memphis and New Orleans as being disappointments to me. Because they know they have to fight to get into the playoffs. Right. They, they, they have to have that mentality going straight in. So Anthony Davis, I think it was Rachel Nichols interviewing him a couple of days ago. And he said that he didn't know that they clinched the number one spot after they won. He didn't know their magic number was one. His comment was that the coaches probably knew, and he said LeBron knows because LeBron knows numbers like that. Like LeBron, probably, <laughs> I, I said it on the show a couple of times. The magic number was would be three, you know, but if they beat the Clippers, it was down to one. Mm-hmm. So we knew that that I knew that. How do the players not know that? Like, are they are they having that much fun in the bubble where they just don't care? <laughs> um, but uh, to me, that means something because it's all based on seeding and stuff like that. Um, I don't know that you kind of like what you said. I don't. I think they have so much stuff going on right now. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, at home, right without the bubble, you're you're going at home. You're with your family and your That's routine. Right. At there, they're playing ping pong. They're going fishing. They're playing Madden. They're doing all this other stuff that they would normally never do. Mm-hmm. Like they don't do that. They may do it on the road and come back home. But even the road trips are shorter. They're doing stuff they never do. I don't know if they're as focused as they would be. If they were at home, I really don't. I don't that's think that really, they are, that, and that's really interesting that you that you mentioned that um, because you 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 would think so. Is this a detriment to 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 the play that we're getting? Because it seems like we're getting great play in terms of points and things like that. We're not getting as focused um, gameplay on defense. No, at all, not at all. Think about it. Think about what the Clippers have done. Um, the Clippers, I mean, you could count them as a team that's you know disappointing somewhat. Uh, but no one expected them to be in the situation that they're in either. So mm-hmm. far, the Clippers, who are supposed to be one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, they gave up 103 to the Lakers, 103 to the Pelicans, and 117 to the Suns. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And they're the best defensive team in the NBA? I don't know. Or one of the best? I think they top five, top six. The Lakers are number three rated defense coming in, and they're giving up a gang of points. Like the defenses, where everyone thought coming in, uh, the, you know the defensive teams would win. Yes. Like they, like that, that doesn't go away, right? Absolutely. Your jump shooters and defense. No, it's the exact opposite, right? I wonder, <laughs> that, that, and that's the thing that's blowing my mind. I, I wonder why that is. 
You know, is it that there's so much more focus and attention to detail playing defense so that with all these other things that are now becoming distractions that the teams are not, you know, paying and having as much focus to play defense? Maybe. What, I, this yeah. is blowing my mind that defense isn't being played right now in the bubble. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't know. I don't know why. I really don't know why. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. I do think we will see defense tighten up once all the seedings are in place. And once teams get into the playoffs, we're definitely going to see the defense get a little bit tighter. Even the game the Rockets played against the um, – who they lose to last? Forgot that it lose my mind right now. But They lost to Portland yesterday. Portland, Portland, yes, Portland. During the end of that game, there was some defense being played yeah, in that was. game. So like you said about the all-star effect, the first couple of quarters, maybe they're out there just playing, kind of playing basketball. But once it gets down to crunch time, you can see the defense definitely heighten up. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right, so now we're going to get straight into our next segment. New Channel Sports Podcast presents Against All Odds with Trey. I haven't been this in a while. Trey, what, what you got for us, bro? You ready? I'm ready. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so excited, but I'm excited. I'm not a betting man, but every time this segment comes up, I get very excited. What you got for us? So, Against All Odds. Yes, sir. So, you know me. I like to dabble in wagers every now and then and i want you guys to know that we we, we witnessed history yesterday and in, 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 in the bubble seriously yeah in okay. the bubble the do you want to guess what team would be a part of it when you're considering odds um the rockets no <laughs> <laughs> is this a team or a player a team a team a team a team so mm. give us, a, you know, we give clues. We give clues. It was a, so we're talking about odds. We're probably talking about somebody who either beat the brakes of somebody or somebody who won that probably shouldn't have won. Oh, that betters would have bet on. Oh, the, the upset. Uh, yeah. The Bucks, possibly. The Bucks got upset by the um, Brooklyn. Was it Brooklyn? Brooklyn Nets. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Would you know, did you know the Nets pulled off the biggest NBA upset in 27 years? Dang. 27 years. 27 years. Their Bucks, you want to know how many points to – how, like how many 20. points? Close. 18 and a half is what it ended at. The Bucks were 18 and a half point favorites. Wow. The largest, you know, in the NBA, there's not there's a ton of parity in the NBA, but um, it's the largest NBA upset in terms of the point spread since 1993 Dang. when your Mavericks uh-huh. – uh, <laughs> He points – I can't uh, see it, but he pointed to him. Yes, sir. Uh, they were uh, 19 and a half point underdog against Seattle. And that early 90s Seattle team was legit. But your your Mavericks beat them uh, after being a 19 and a half point underdog. Dang, that's nuts. Yeah. So, so 1993, we haven't seen anything like that, um, which is actually pretty interesting. Um, the Nets, as you know, wound up pulling off a huge upset against the 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 Bucks. Giannis got into his feelings and was getting ready to fight somebody <laughs> and, and getting ready to... Somebody yeah, else. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm very surprised at Giannis. Yeah. Very surprised. So some betters actually took the the Nets straight up. So one better wagered six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars on thirteen to one odds. So I'm thirteen to one that. odds, he made seven thousand eight hundred dollars. Okay, not bad. Another better bet four hundred dollars straight up, which is an absurd bet. Mm-hmm. Like that's an absurd. You would never bet on somebody that bad. But I guess they've had faith in him. That $400 bet paid him out $5,200 just by doing that. The flip side to that, at some point before the game, the Bucks were minus 5000 right? 
So they minus went, minus. It's a right number. Right. Yeah. So minus five thousand. So this means that there's no way in hell you're gonna lose. Wow. So if you're minus five thousand, if you bet five hundred dollars on uh-huh. the bucks, five hundred dollars, you win ten. Wow. So if you just knew, if you just had it, if you had a gut feeling that they're going to win, you could bet. It still isn't worth it though. Five hundred dollars <laughs> to win ten dollars. Wow. And people take that because they feel like it's big money. So mm. anytime you see Floyd Mayweather go to the books, mm. it's because he's going to bet on a heavy favorite. And if you put a million dollars, you're going to win two hundred thousand or a hundred thousand. It's almost it's almost as sure of a thing as you could possibly get. Mm-hmm. And the bucks let people down. Um, which is crazy. So that's absurd. It's never ever a sure thing. So don't necessarily go by the odds because if you saw somebody minus five thousand, you wouldn't even want to bet on them because, like you said, like why would I bet five? I mean, right, five right. to win ten dollars. Right. Some right. people would do that. If you got a ton of money, you know, thousand dollars going to win you twenty. You got you know, a gambling that's problem, good, but that's good return. I mean, it's not a bad return on your money for a night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you're putting in, you know, five thousand dollars, you're going to win a hundred. You're going to win a hundred dollars in a night. Just that could cover four of the bets you make. You know, because you think. There's no no way the Bucks are gonna lose in the Nets, and they did. It happened. Yeah, it happens. But before we end the segment, I want to talk about odds that you might you might want to bet on this weekend. Okay. Actually, tomorrow. Um, my main man Tiger Woods is playing uh, in the first major of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods is plus three thousand. So. It's not like he's going to win. Like they don't think he's going to win because you're betting against the field. Mm-hmm. Golf is a little bit different because you're not betting against one person being another. Typically, typically you're betting whether or not this player is going to win. So some of the top players are like plus a thousand. Like some of the top players. So if you bet a thousand, you'll get back your hundred dollars plus a thousand dollars. With Tiger Woods, if you bet a hundred dollars on Tiger Woods right now, most sports books or sporting sites has him plus three thousand. If Tiger Woods wins. This week, you win your money back plus three thousand dollars. Well, I'm betting on Tiger Woods. (laughs) (laughs) I will be there betting on my man Tiger Woods for sure. At plus three thousand, you might want to go against all odds because the laws would tell you not to bet, make that bet because Mm -hmm. you're just you're just taking a chance. But I'm telling you right now, I put a hundred dollars from now on. (laughs) When you do this segment, you better do it like that. How you doing right now? That was. I'm going to really cry. <laughs> you better do it just like that, sir. Yeah. So, Tiger, I hope you 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 go against all odds and make this work for everybody. Bet that plus three thousand on Tiger and, and right. let mm. it do what it do. Good stuff, nice, Trey. Nice, nice, oh nice. my God, that was good. I'm definitely <laughs> bet on Tiger <laughs> as soon as I I have the opportunity to do so. All right. So, can we talk some NFL, gentlemen? Y'all want to do that? Let's yeah, do it. Absolutely. <clears throat> Antonio Brown, he's not in the NFL right now. He wants to get back in sometimes. Then since he wants to retire, he said he's done with the NFL. Then he goes back and forth. He says, I'm, no, I, I want to play. So recently he said, NFL, come on, man. Let's settle this. I want to get back. I want to play some football. So the NFL hit him with an eight-game suspension. He will be suspended for the first eight games. Come, I believe he's coming back. So as soon as the team decides to pick him up, He's going to be suspended for eight games after that. That's right. So my question to you guys is, is Antonio Brown going to be in an NFL uniform again? And if so, what team will that be in? I'll start off. I 
hope. I hope to see him with the Seattle Seahawks. Oh. I hope to see him with the Seattle Seahawks. Reason being is right now, Russell Wilson has no one else but DK Metcalf to 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 throw the ball to. You can so, poop on Tyler. I'm, I'm, Tyler like it? Not quite, but he's <laughs> he's been a great you know uh, uh, you know receiver that goes long and, and catches those deep balls. You know, but I mean it, it's DK Metcalf and, and everybody else. Okay, look, Tyler Lockett. All right, go ahead, go ahead, but <clears throat> I think another good team that would 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 benefit him would be the 49ers. I think mm. that'll be good. So let's take a look at uh, the the receivers that are on the 49ers right now. All right, so you've got uh, Debo Samuel, you've got Kendrick Bourne, and you've got Brandon Ayuk. Mm. Those are your starting receivers. So Antonio Brown easily becomes the best receiver on the 49ers team. Easily. Easily, right? Uh, let's talk about the Tennessee Titans. Now, Tennessee has a better receiving group, but right now you're looking at A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, and Adam Humphreys. Once again, Antonio Brown becomes the best receiver on that team. Dream scenario. All right, I'm looking at my chops right now. Dream scenario. Green Bay Packers. <laughs> you actually, you actually stole that's my, my only, stop two. That's the the only place he's gonna go. Yeah, those are my top. My top two are the Green Bay Packers and the Seattle Seahawks. He's not sure. going to Seattle. He's going to go to Green Bay. And why do you think he's not going to Well, Seattle? if you guys listen to the show, no, whenever Trey says something, it's, it's pretty happen. much a far gone. I'm, I'm going to tell you the two teams he's going to go to. Oh, okay. But you go first, and I'll tell you the two. No, those are my two teams I look at as top two will be the Seattle Seahawks mm-hmm. and the Green Bay Packers. I think that both teams, well, not both teams, Seattle in particular, they need a deep threat, right? right? And in every other team that you've mentioned that might be in that category, Tennessee Titans, San Francisco 49ers, they need a number one legit wide receiver. But if you're looking at a team that's trying to get over that hump and try to add that one piece to maybe get there, you look at Devontae Adams. He's been good for Aaron Rodgers in the past couple of years. But if you add Antonio Brown on the other side, that would revigorate Aaron Rodgers' career pretty much. And I, I would love to I, see Aaron Rodgers and Antonio Brown throw deep balls. I, I want to see that. There's a 1A and there's a 1B. Mark the tape. Write it down. Take a picture. I don't give up. <laughs> right? I'm telling you. Speak. The, there's two teams he's going to go play for. One is the team both of you mentioned. Okay. Everyone thought they were going to draft a receiver in the first round. They tricked everybody, drafted up, I mean, traded up, got love, and Aaron Rodgers turned quarterback. The only other team that Antonio Brown, will, in my mind, will suit up for are none other than the Pittsburgh Steelers. That That's... I guarantee you they bring that man back. Mm. They know how to deal with him. They know what to expect. Big Ben and him have already got got their stuff out of the way. Him and Mike Tomlin, Tomlin knows how to handle him because if you think about it, if if Antonio Brown didn't catch another pass, he should be in the Hall of Fame, period. He should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame if he does not catch another pass in the NFL. And he should be a stealer. I guarantee. I promise you, the Packers better get busy, and they better just suck it up for these eight games. Because if he, they don't suck, take him, he will go back, compliment Juju Schuster, and they will be a force to be reckoned with again in in the AFC. I'm just, I'm telling. So I, I honestly believe it'll be one of those two teams, and that's it. I don't think anybody else even stands a chance because I think he, he, it would be, it would be so um, vindicating for him to go back to Pittsburgh and make it right. He has to, right? and I think, and now he could win a Super Bowl. To me. I think he could win a Super Bowl with the Packers 
I'm just being honest with you. And I, I think that or get to the Super Bowl. Would that be vindicating or would that be him walking back to the Steelers with his tail tucked between his legs? He would be, but I think he owes it to the Steeler Nation. Yeah. I think he owes it to Big Ben. I think he, he owes apologized it to Mike Tomlin. To Big Ben too, right? Yeah, he yeah. did. But I think yeah. he owes it to them. Like he could be like, you know what? It'd be vindicating in the sense to where like, you know what? I owned up to it, my bad. I got it. I made it right. Kind of like LeBron going back to the Clearly. the Cavs. Okay. And like, you know what? My bad, y'all. I was I was I was on some other stuff. That was not really. That wasn't that was not Antonio. <laughs> that was Tony talking. That was Tony Brown. To- Tony Brown. <laughs> so you you guys are under the conclusion for sure for sure that he's going to be back in the league playing for somebody. If he's not, they're, we're stupid. They're stupid. I think the only thing the league has been waiting on is how many games he's going to be suspended. So now that we know how many games he's going to be out, teams the, those few teams will will be there. Now when you now when you did mention San Francisco, that kind of raise an antenna that's a great decision mm-hmm. you saw what they were able to do with Emmanuel Sanders yeah. like they th- that offense changed completely and Jimmy G needs another receiver like that Debo's legit I'm not gonna lie to you Kittles is legit at tight end so adding somebody like that would be good mm-hmm. um he likes Sam I mean he likes California so I could mm-hmm. see him you know going back there but I think if he had a choice to go back and make it right he knows Big Ben they know they know there's no getting on the same page. Eight weeks in, eight games into the season, there's no getting on the same page. I know you, you know me, you know the audibles, you know everything. That's right. So it's like riding a bike with him. So I think for him, he'd do better. Because even if it was incentive-laden, an incentive-laden contract, which is going to have to be because of his performance and his attitude, like I think he's going to – he'd have a better chance to position himself better for years to come if he did it in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, that was definitely a destination I thought of. Not – Recently, but in the past, because Pittsburgh's even talked about getting Le'Veon Bell back. Yeah. So I was like, if you think about getting Le'Veon Bell back, then you, you get had no problem getting. Can you imagine they got all like, hey, we free apologize. <laughs> We're all going to come back. We shouldn't even dis- this man in the first place. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty interesting. But I, I am still thinking that it's going to be Seattle. That's just me. I, I like the idea of Pittsburgh, but there's something about, like you said, Kim coming back with his tail between his legs. I don't know if he could really not let his pride get in the way and join that situation. He doesn't have a choice. He doesn't. And I was looking at teams Does he? with... Uh, there's multiple teams looking to, to try and... But look at the team that's got... You gotta look at the team that's got the culture to withstand that, which this Pittsburgh already has. Right. And and just side note, he messed up a tremendous opportunity with the Las Vegas Raiders. Big time. He, he did. Because Antonio Brown... And that silver and black would have been great. That's a team where that, that takes on characters like like mm-hmm. Antonio Brown. He messed up he's, twice. He's, yeah, yeah, he squandered that. But um, you know, yeah, I, 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 I could see him going back to the to the Steelers. But you got to look at the teams that can take on that that kind of that kind of character. I think the 49ers, I think they're a bit of a younger team, so that might not be as big of a fit. As far as an organization, they'll take that kind of chance. But then again, given your ownership group and your management group, who are former players, I think they can. I could see them, you know, giving them a chance there. What team is that again? Uh, the 49ers. 49ers. Right, right. Yeah, San Francisco yeah. 49ers, yeah. I'm surprised that you guys mentioned the, the Buccaneers as an option to where he might go. There's no room. Yeah. yeah. There's no room. And their head coach has already said, uh, that's that's not going to happen. Oh. Yeah. Um, but what you would don't be surprised with where they're at right now. Um, the team that gave him a chance in the first place. I think New England would be willing to do it right now with Marquise Lee agreeing or, or opting out. But I think and, that was more so something that Tom Brady wanted as opposed to Bill Belichick. Him being there? Yeah. But right now with Cam Newton there and them having a ton of players already opt out anyway, mm-hmm. if they want a fighting chance to get into the playoffs or to win their division, eight games in, what could a player like – Antonio, he already showed you what he could do. 
pair him with Cam Newton. Jeez. I mean, and Nikhil mm. Harry and um, Muhammad Sanu. I'm, not, I mean, that's not a bad receiving core at all. Um, I, I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if he if they gave him a chance. So, what's your top two? Your top two. My top two is Green I think Bay, Green and, Bay and, and Pittsburgh. Okay. With the outside chance of getting someone and going to someplace like uh, back to New England. I think mm. they could do it. I think Gruden's done with him. The no, the Las Vegas I think I think Belichick is done with him too. I can't see him going back to the Patriots. I, I can't see I, it. the Patriots. The Patriots let him think. Remember this. I think they were signed to Davion Clowney before they got. Antonio remember Brown. this. The Patriots didn't give up on him until the very end. They let him play when everybody in the world thought there's no way they're going to yeah. let him play. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I thought that was more on Tom Brady. I think but, Tom Brady was uh, like, I, I, I wanted to him. Liked him. Yeah, but Belichick didn't. Belichick didn't mind him being there. Yeah. I mean, Belichick. I mean, they used the hell out of him. McDaniel's loved him. But Cam Newton, think about what Cam Newton has right now. Honestly, he has nothing. Exactly. <laughs> but think about—I mean, the the New England's got what up to eight players now that have yeah. that have opted out. Opted out. So now you're squat and key players at that too, right? Yeah. The cupboard's already bare. So now you, you're looking at an opportunity of squandering a chance at a top five pick, you know, by allowing Antonio uh, Brown to come and play and winning more games than you, than you need to. Now they can pretty much play with who they have. And you're not talking about a team that's tanking. They don't have anybody else on the team. Yeah, but does, right. does Belichick? They they have so many draft picks stocked, uh, piled up, and he they he what he's been able to do has been in the later rounds of the draft. He's found diamonds in the rough. Mm-hmm. He's found people that nobody else in the world. Tom Brady, <laughs> nobody even yeah. gave a chance. Mm-hmm. So he's getting people in the third, fourth, fifth round that people are like, "Where is this guy come from?" Like no, no one knew that, so I, I don't think them having a first round pick, he'd flip that anyway. I think he would flip that into a couple of seconds and a third, or a second, a third, and a fourth. Like he, I don't, I don't know that they're that. I don't know that they need that as much, but I, I don't, they'd be foolish, man. If, if we hadn't drafted Ceedee Lamb, I'd be begging the Cowboys to pick him up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would, I would absolutely love him. I would love him there. And hell, it wouldn't be bad to have him as a fourth receiver if he was willing to play that role. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you. Uh, but uh, plenty of teams have had an opportunity to do it, and they haven't. So to me, this is like the opposite of Colin Kaepernick. This is something he's done to himself. So if he doesn't get another chance, that's on him. Oh, this is definitely his last chance. Yeah. If he squanders this, he's not coming back into the league. I, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure that someone's going to pick him up. I'm eighty five percent sure someone's going to pick him up, and I mm-hmm. think it's going to be multiple teams. But I think there is still that little bit of doubt in teams' mind. Like, is he going to? Are you going to behave yourself, man? You're going to have even through that eight game suspension. Mm-hmm. What is he going to do? That's I'd get him into camp ASAP. I would sign. I would not let this dude sleep around. Yeah. I mean, um, sit around because if they do, what you this is one of those players. This is one of those situations where I'd rather have you on my team and have you be a role player than have to game plan against you, right. especially in my division and for what they're going to be able to get. They, he will be cheaper than Cam. He'll be cheaper than what Cam Newton was. So if you could get him and. What's the worst he could do? That's true. And granted, he has been relatively quiet. Uh, there haven't been any outrageous tweets or baby mama drama or anything going on. So he's, he's I think he's behaved himself over the last uh, month or two. So let's see. Maybe maybe that maybe uh that'll be a positive thing. Get him, him in a camp, get him a good helmet, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you guys are definitely get his toes done. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are definitely for sure that he's gonna be signed. Yes, I think, I'll I think you. now the teams know that they're eight it's an eight game suspension. He'll he'll get signed by somebody. I'm telling you, he'll be signed by the before the twentieth of August. People oh yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. You got to sign him before you know training camp. Get him in there as soon as possible, mm-hmm. so then you can also get those eight games out the way, so he can play as soon as possible. Also, all right, good stuff. So we're gonna go from one wide right receiver 
to another wide receiver. This wide receiver plays for the Cleveland Browns. Odell Beckham Jr., right? He does not think that the NFL should start with everything that's going on with the COVID and all that stuff. So let me just read to you what he had to say. We're not ready for football season. So why are we trying to push forward? It's obviously for their money. And that bothers me because there's always been this, I hate to say it like that, but the owner's attitude is, oh, we own you guys. And that just kind of unfairness going on that they don't see us as human. I just feel like the season shouldn't happen and I'm prepared for it to not happen. And I wouldn't mind not having it. So those were his comments. He says he doesn't mind that there was no season. And a lot of other players we mentioned in New England, they're opting out anyway. So in the back of my mind, you know, as a fan, I 150% want to see football. I do not want there to be a stoppage to this season. But we see what happened or is happening in Major League Baseball. The Marlins have had, and you know, people all test positive for Corona. That's right. So, I, you know, the NFL, you know, it's, it's, it is more of a contact sport as well. You know, in Major League Baseball, even if something happens or someone gets it, they're all spread about already anyway. Social distancing. Don't look at me like that, Trey. Don't look like that, Trey. <laughs> but I don't all the way agree with what he's saying because, of course, I'm a fan. I want to see football being played. But these are the players. Their safety comes first. If that's the way he feels, that's the way he feels. And I think because he's a big-time name, that's why it's getting the publicity that it's getting right now. You know, one thing that fans hold against players, especially when it comes to contract negotiations, is greed. Oh, players are greedy, and they're just looking out for the money. Well, right now, they're looking out for themselves. I, I, As a fan, I love football, and I don't want to see football not being played this fall. But I'm not upset at what OBJ had to say. I am not. Think about it like this. There hasn't been football played since the Super Bowl. The NFL did a fantastic job of organizing the NFL draft um, and doing it from doing it from afar, correct? Mm-hmm. And when it comes to putting together the next season and, and following all the protocol, we're actually even putting together protocols for COVID-19. They've done a, 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 a dastardly job. They've done a very, very poor job of putting protocols together for the NFL and for these players to come together, right? Now, I know stadiums have set up, you know, things in the locker rooms and social distancing and, and all of that, but, you know, you're, it just seems like it does seem like a money grab, especially the amount of time it's taken for them to get protocols together. All right. And it does seem like a money grab, um, you know, that now you're, 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 you're kind of forcing players to, 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 to pick and choose whether, Hey, you know, am I going to, am I going to sit out or am I going to play? Mm-hmm. Are you going to pay me fairly or, or you're not? Am I going to take a pay, a pay cut or am I not? You know, so it, it does seem like a, bit, a money grab. I'm not mad at OBJ at all. Yeah. And they have given him a shorter period of time to make that decision as I, well. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, they're, they're talking about moving it up and right. cutting down their time, the opt out right. time. Absolutely. Let me tell Cornelius something. Cornelius. That's Odell's middle. That's his middle name. Let me tell you something, Cornelius. Oh, God. Every day he meets with his teams on Zoom or whatever. He's working out every day preparing to play in the NFL. If your ass thought it wouldn't right to play, why are you preparing? Why aren't you sitting out? Why haven't you opted out yet? If you didn't think it was good enough to play, if you so – I don't want to talk about it, be about it, right? If you don't think it's so say, you know what? I don't think we should play. It's a money grab. I don't believe in this. I'm opting out. Has he done that? No. 
So miss me with that. That's all talk. That's just what he thinks everybody else wants to hear. Is he right? Probably. But if, if it's all about the money, then why are you playing? It's all about the money for you too, because you don't want to miss that paycheck either. So don't blame it on the owners and don't be pointing, you don't be throwing, you know, rocks at a glass house because you're playing and you haven't opted out yet. So what's wrong with what's the problem? Those same people that are getting in for this money grab are getting ready to pay you millions of dollars to go out there and play. They're going to test you every day. They're going to do everything in their power to make you safe. And if you really, really, really felt like that, you wouldn't be playing. But he got bills to pay. Of course he does. So, 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 he has, so, why bite, he so why bite the hand that feeds you? If you really feel like that, step up and say, you know what? I, as a player, I'm going to, and he'd be the biggest name to opt out so far, That's say right. I'm opting out. But he ain't. He's going to be there. And he's preparing every day. I go to track practice at one o'clock every day. He's going to wind up getting robbed if he keeps it, keeps it up. Right? Like he tells us, he told his whole story to the Wall Street Journal. Like I go to do this at this time. I'm here at this time. You don't hear many NBA or professional players saying that because it's just the mean streets could get to you. Man, the, you know pro- I mean? the prophet has spoken. I'm just saying. The prophet has spoken. I'm just saying. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to do that. But he's preparing every day, like he's out there trying to get ready to win a Super Bowl. And if you want to, if you don't think it's safe to play, be that man. Step up and say, you know what? I'm going to lead this. So, what's the difference between what he said and some of the comments that maybe JJ Watt has made, Russell Wilson has also made about um, if the NFL doesn't prepare us for what we're about to get into, then they might not play as well. He's kind of did, it, oh, but Beckham hasn't alluded or said that he's not going to play. Right? Mm-hmm. Those other players have kind of put those names out there, and they've threatened that, like, look, if we don't get this, 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 we're gonna, we're not going to play. I haven't heard that. I didn't hear that from Odell. So if he did, I apologize. But you got teams like the Saints renting out four floors of a hotel to try and sequester is what they're calling it. They're mm-hmm. sequestering their team. Mm-hmm. They're not bubbling them. They're not going to put them in a bubble, but they're going to sequester them to try and keep them safe. Like they're going to that length to try and do that. If you don't think it's safe and you don't want to do that, then don't play. Like if you think you've got to do to keep y'all safe, you got to do this, this, this. There can't be any fans. You got to do this, 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 and this. We're also going to do this and this. Is it really safe to play? I, I don't necessarily disagree with them, kind of like what you said. But don't say that and then say, oh, I'm opting in. What? Like that just, I don't understand. I don't, I don't know if that's OBJ. I don't know which OBJ that is. Oh, that's the one from New York. <laughs> it's Cornelius. Cornelius. You just said it was Cornelius. <laughs> that's who it is. It's his other, other alter ego. I love saying that Cornelius. Cornelius. I just love saying that name. Cornelius. Yeah, Odell Cornelius. Oh, honey, I, I think we might have to name it. We have a son. <laughs> I think we might have a name for our son. Cornelius. <laughs> it sounds so debonair. <laughs> debonair is correct. Like a gentleman. Yeah. He's a, the, the gentleman of all gentlemen. Yeah. Cornelius. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, man, man. Good, good stuff, guys. Good stuff, guys. If this is your first... Y'all done, right? I I don't know if you have more to say. Yeah, I always have more to say, but I'm going to cut y'all off. (laughs) If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please do not hesitate to subscribe. You can do it on our website. That's newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. You can also do it on any major podcast platform. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Podbeam. So go over there and follow us or subscribe to us. It's really been a pleasure for you to join us. Um, until next time, I'm Oenyi. I was joined by Lo and Trey. Thanks for listening to the new Channel Sports Podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, 
Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.